Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to TFR for a special installment of Investor Stories. In this segment, the investors tell a story about some of the most odd and unusual situations they've ever encountered as investors. This is the segment called The Strange and Unusual. On today's special segment, we have Madhavan Ramanujam. <laughs> Madhavan, can you tell us the most fascinating or unusual story that you've encountered working in the venture space? Yeah, I think there's uh, many, but one that comes to mind is uh, probably the case of Evernote. I don't know if you know, but back in 2014, Business Insider had framed Evernote as the first dead unicorn. Mm. One of the key issues on the table was you know, the low conversion of free users to like paid products. I mean, they had basically landed a lot of customers, but not necessarily expanding those relationships. In 2016, I think we kind of worked with Evernote to redefine their pricing, packaging, and paywall strategy. I think they put in place a usage-based paywall, which means that free users could still use Evernote, but only across two devices for you know access to three or more devices. You now need to be in a paid version. They changed their packaging a bit, and they even increased prices. The results were fascinating and dramatic. I think over the last year, they have probably doubled the number of paid users. They posted their strongest financial quarter. But most importantly, I think they're now cash flow positive. They're in the black. And I think that that position now allows them to invest their profits in making their products even better, even cooler, and provide the right value and experience to their customers. I think it's a fascinating turnaround story. I think one that uh, many unicorns can take a cue from. I think most unicorns are probably hoping that they would, uh, you know, make money at the end of the day, truly not knowing if they will. And I think focusing on uh, how to actually do that is fundamental. I'm a huge fan of Evernote. I'm actually looking at Evernote right now as for my interview template to watch through <laughs> these questions. <laughs> Great product. Yeah. On today's Investor Story segment, we have Guy Turner of Hyde Park Venture Partners. Guy, can you tell us a story about the craziest situation you've encountered and or the craziest pitch you've heard as your time as a, as a venture investor? Yeah, so I've had, so, you know, you, you know the basic numbers for VCs, but we probably take, I don't know, a thousand meetings or more, a couple thousand meetings a year with something like, you know, 600 to 1200 companies. So over six years, that's a lot, right? It's, you're talking like 5,000 companies or something like that, maybe more. I've had two meetings that I will never forget with entrepreneurs, founders who I am convinced were on cocaine. Oh my God. And 
like just to- and I don't, you know, I haven't really ever, just to be honest, never been to a party where I knew people were doing cocaine. So I don't really know what it's like when people are on cocaine, except for the movies. But I'm pretty sure that's what was going on here. And so in one case, I sat down and there were two of them. And, you know, we were having this conversation. One of them was very normal. And the other guy who unfortunately for this founder happened to be his brother, the other guy got up and started walking around and essentially ranting. And that was quite an experience. We did not invest in that company. <laughs> and then um, then there was another another case where something similar happened. And, you know, look, I think that's part of what, uh, I feel bad for those guys. But it's part of what's interesting about being a VC is that you wake up every morning you have a whole bunch of meetings. People are going to come in and tell you about cool industries you knew nothing about. And it's totally unscripted. You literally don't know what's going to happen. And that's actually a really fun part of it. So not to make light of anybody's uh, uh, narcotics problem. Jeez. Did you track what happened with the startup? Yeah. I th- so neither of them have really gone anywhere. Mm. Put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. We had Lyndall Ekman on the program and he told a somewhat similar story about... Oh, really? Yeah, a first meeting. So his point, the point that he was making was that at a first meeting, the information that the founders divulge can indicate kind of what type of people they are and if there's boundaries and if they know how to be respectful. And he mentioned a case where at the first meeting, the founder was talking about the hash they were doing and some drug bender that they went on and big red flag for him that, you know, maybe five meetings deep <laughs> over a couple beers, like somebody, you know, gets into more of their personal life and some of their experiences. But, but at a very first meeting, that's it's a tricky road when you're trying to make a good impression. Yeah, fair enough. Although to be honest, I would value that transparency because then I know I, I don't need to waste more time on it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to PacWest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Yoav Leidersdorf of YL Ventures. Yoav, can you tell us a story about the craziest situation or pitch you've encountered? 
Sure. I mean, you know, we're investing in in cybersecurity, and so, you know, it's not, it, you know, this is not consumer tech where you're, <laughs> yeah, where you're gonna, and and we did look at drones for a little bit and and virtual reality for a little bit and saw some crazy stuff there. But I think I think what's what I what I call crazy in in, in our cybersecurity world is in, in in our world is is how fast we we move with it with entrepreneurs and, and some of the stories about how quickly we need to build a relationship with those entrepreneurs. You know, the with, with Exonius, a company we invested in uh, about six months ago, we met through a mutual mutual friend while I was uh, in Tel Aviv at the time. They came p- pitched us in our in my hotel room actually, and uh, we started a very quick due diligence process. I ended up returning to to the states within about a week. I flew all the founders over here, took them out to dinner, and the the wacky thing was that you know I I didn't know you know. I was hoping, but didn't know whether that dinner was going to lead to, to, to an investment or a signed term sheet. But I did have in the back of my pocket a copy of the most recent draft of the term sheet as it's been negotiated negotiated by the lawyers. And I basically just, just took out – it was actually two copies. I took, took them out of my pocket, borrowed a pen from the, the waitress. No and we ended up signing the term sheet right there in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, so that that was that was a really cool story. I, I love it when we when we move when we move fast with with entrepreneurs and when we were able to develop relationships very quickly. And a lot of that boils to stuff that has nothing to do with technology or 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 the market potential. It, it really has to do with people. So actually, one of my favorite aspects of this job is all the people aspects. Basically, the you know bonding with people sometimes very quickly, sometimes within a week or two, getting to a point where you know you can really you, you can really partner with someone. And I always say this is not like marriage. You know, with 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 marriage, you can always get divorced. It's actually quite you know simple. In in a when when you back a a startup, you can't divorce. Uh, the, the only way the only way to get out is if somebody else buys your shares or something like that, and it's an illiquid market. So there's no divorce in in startup land. Yeah. So it's quite a big commitment for these founders and for us. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.